But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Heavenly Father, I pray that You'll just bless this Word this morning in just a special way, Lord. Show us how to stay on target for this upcoming year. And, and, and there may be some here today that's off target. Lord, I pray that You would line us back up with Your will and Your plan and, and Your purpose, Lord. And always as a church body, should be our prayer that, Lord, that we stay on target to reach souls for Jesus Christ and families for Jesus Christ. Lord, we've got to be on target with You and Your plans, Lord. Lord, have Your way in this service this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. The reason I got this title is uh, off of a, a story that I read this week about a man that used to love to shoot longbows. And uh, I don't know how many of y'all guys ever shot a longbow. And uh, even back in the, the longbows go back all the way to uh, in the 1700s. And there was this guy one time that had a, a longbow and he was really wanting to get good with it. And he always practiced with his longbow. And one of his buddies come over to his house one day and wanted to borrow some, uh, some of his uh, uh, equipment to work with. And he said, well, it's down in the barn. And so as the guy was walking down the barn, he noticed there's about ten targets on the side of the barn. And in every one of these targets... Every arrow that was sticking into it, there was an arrow in every target, and every arrow was dead on in the bullseye. And he said, man, I didn't, I didn't know Billy was shooting it that good. I didn't know he was that good of a longbow. He had been practicing that long. How did he get so good so fast? And so as he went back up to the house with the tools, he stopped in and he asked Billy, he said, Billy, I was going by the barn and I seen all these targets on the barn. He said, every one of them arrows were sticking dead on in the bullseye. He said, how did you learn to shoot so fast, so good? He said, oh, it's really simple. There's nothing to it. He said, I go down and put the targets up on the barn. And I get back to my adjusted distance that I want to shoot it. And I knock in there and I pull my longbow back and I just let it go at that target. Thump. He said, I go to the next one. Then he said, I go down and I get a can of paint. And I go up to the target where the arrow's at. And I paint a bullseye around the arrow. He said, it's real simple. I'm a real good shot. And I think a lot of times that's what we do in our spiritual walk. God has got a goal and He's got a place for us to go and we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen? Yes, amen. And when we fall short sometimes and even in our walk with Jesus Christ, we just kind of, we just shoot out there and we go put a bullseye to make us feel good. And sometimes we put a bullseye on it as a church body to make us feel good and, and, and it, makes us, it gives us inner peace. But according to when it lines up with God's Word or what He wants from us, we're way off target. Anybody can make their own bullseye. But God's got a bullseye that He wants each and every one of us in our lives to be shooting for every day. And uh, as, as I was reading this, Paul said... I am crucified with Christ. And then when we go back to look at what does it mean to be crucified with Christ? Paul said the only way I can stay on target, the only way I can keep my life lined up and be what God wants me to be is I have to, number one, he says, I crucified myself with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Now, did I give you verse 19, Tina? Right before that, in verse 20, he, Paul, you got to remember, grew up 
as a Pharisee and he knew about the law. The law, listen, this law was nothing about works. That's all law was. He says, for through the law, right before that in verse 19 he says, for through the law I died to the law that I might live to God. How does someone die to the law? The law ran smack dab right up to the cross and that's as far as it could go. In the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, the Mosaic Law, the law in the Old Testament and what Paul was talking about, he's trying to tell them there's a new target. God's got a new target for us. It's not about work, work, work. None of us are good enough to work our way to heaven. Paul was trying to say it's, you're, you're, never good, you're never good enough humanly possible to live up to what this law expects of us. It's, it, it, let me explain what the law was like. Say we all left here today and we're going home and I get down here at the end of the drive and turn on 70 to the right and from there to Lake Hamilton School, there's not, a, there's not a speed limit sign one. Amen? You know what I'm doing? I'm in the Mustang today. I can tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> tell Mev and her ankle to hold on. We go into the house in a hurry. There's no... Speed limit sign to tell me what, how fast to drive. In return, if there's no speed limit sign, there's no law. Amen? If there's no sign up through there, all the way to Lake Hamilton, from our church to Lake Hamilton, not a speed limit sign, sign. And I know Ronnie's back there, he's a county man. He said, I know there's a law there. I've sit there. I can see him laughing back there in the booth. I'm fixing to make his job exciting today on church members. But if I went and pulled out of here and there was no speed limit sign, then, matter of fact, I could drive over 55 if I wanted to. And nobody could do nothing about it because th there was no law. But, let's say Ronnie heard about that this week and he seen me leave out of here and seen me going 115 miles an hour right down here through Southmore Stoplight. Whew. Ronnie says, I'm going to stop that preacher. Ronnie gets out there and says, I'm going to put some... This is confusion. It, somebody's going to get killed. And Ronnie starts putting 55 miles an hour all the way back to the church driveway. Now, the next Sunday when Brother George pulls out, if he goes over 55, it's a sin because I'm fixing to give him a ticket. Amen? See what I'm saying? If I go over then because the law and it was posted and I went over the speed limit, then it becomes sin. Or when I speed, it was a sin because law was in place. Paul was saying the law was just like that. All it could do was point to the cross. The law convicted Paul of sin, but he said the law could never save you. It could never... That's why he said, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Then he go, went on to say, now the flesh that I live in, I'm not living on my own faith. Now I have faith in the Son of God because He's the one that gave His life for me that I can live for eternity. That's basically what Paul was saying. And so, Paul was trying to tell him, guys, listen, the I before the cross and the I after the cross, it's the same person in the flesh, but that's two different eyes. Amen? If you're going to experience God and stay on target, you've got to realize there should be a different eye before the cross. 
If your eye before the cross is no different than the eye after the cross, you haven't experienced the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said. I will, oh, I want to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You do not know the power of the resurrection if you're on this side of the cross. If you're always trying to be good and do it by works and, and I can do this. and Paul said you've got to give that up. If you're going to be on target for God, you've got to be, listen, the, I, the, the, the me I used to be, amen, has, has to be a different person. The I am not, I'll put this, I am not the me I used to be. How many, how many believes that this morning? If you're truly saved this morning, that ought to be, listen, let's say that as a church. If you're saved, I am not the I am not the me I used to be. Paul said that I there is not the same Paul after the cross. Before the cross, I was a law-given person. I knew the law, but it could not save me. Now, after the cross, Paul said, Now it is no longer I that lives. I have died to that old stuff. When a person comes to Jesus, we die. That's what I just... Even though Jason was going... The representation was right there. It is I, I am crucified with Jesus a while ago in that baptism. That's what Jason showed publicly. He has already given his heart to Jesus Christ. He has died. Christ lives in him. He was showing that publicly. When I, when I stood there and I say, Jason, on your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, and my authority given me by Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All things are passed away. All things are come new. It is not I that lives in Christ anymore. Amen. It is a new I. I am not the me I used to be. And if you can't say that this morning, if you're not a changed person, listen, the, all you've experienced is a cross, but until you get on resurrection ground, then you start seeing change. There's a lot of people that come up to the cross, but they never make it on the other side of the cross to the resurrection to experience Jesus Christ in a real way. And Paul was trying to say here, listen guys, if we want to stay on target, you have to, there's going to be a battle with you. And a battle, how many ever has the battle of me hit them? How many of y'all ever has to battle yourself? And I almost named this sermon this title. I told Tim, but I, it just sounded kind of corny and it's going on the internet. And they're going to think, man, that redneck and his titles. But Mark Twain said, denial ain't just a river in Egypt. And I almost, I wanted to name this sermon. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Paul said, if I'm going to stay on target, people think that once they get saved, they're on target the rest of their life. It's not true. You are saved and going to heaven for eternity, but you've got to walk in this flesh for years and years. Yes, God has sealed you until the day of redemption as far as your soul, but you've got to live every day in life. And, and listen, we, every one of us, as far as I can tell, all of y'all look like y'all was walking in flesh. Amen? Did you hear? She's got flesh. Michelle's a saved child of God, but I just picture she said, ow! A glorified body don't go, ow! That's because she's been glorified in her spirit. She still walks in the flesh. And Paul was saying, for me to stay on target, 
I need to know who I am in Christ. Be like this guy that came up to a flight agent in an airport and his flight had just got canceled and he was trying to make it to Dallas. And he walks up there and there's a line there and he's going, oh, i got to get to Dallas. He just walked his way through there with his ticket, pushed people, went up to the desk and just beat on the desk and said, ma'am, I need service here. My flight has got canceled to Dallas and I need a new ticket, a new way. She said, sir, you're going to have to get in line. You just pushed your way through and bullied your way through. All these people have lost their flights too. He said, ma'am, apparently you don't know who I am. She grabbed the microphone and said, attention all flight people. There is a man at my desk that does not know who he is. Would someone come please find him and tell him who he... I think that's the way we live our Christian life sometimes. Paul said you've got to know who you are in Jesus Christ. I have been crucified with Jesus. I no longer live, but it's Christ that lives in me. The, the reason I'm different than I used to be is because that old boy back there is different than the one that's standing here today. Amen? And when we've been transformed and justified, I mean transformed by the blood of Jesus, you should be able to, listen, we all should be able to look back even now. You won't even go deeper in your spiritual walk. You say, Brother George, I've been saved for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, 5 months, 2 months. You should be able to look back from today to this time last year and see a change in your walk. If you can look back right now, Let's go back to Christmas of last year. I'll just, that way everybody remembers Christmas. Amen? Right before Christmas last year to right now today, are you the same person as you was spiritually last year? Have you grown? Are you on target? Was you further away from God last year? Or are you further away right now? And you can be in church every Sunday and be away away from the cross. And Paul said to do that, we, got to, we, we all fight the flesh. He said in Galatians 5.17, did I give you that one, Tina? Galatians 5.17, this is the battle of me. We've got to overcome the battle of me. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things, here it is, that you wish... It's about me and I and you. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's not about what I prefer and what I want from now on. But Christ lives in me. It's what Jesus wants. The battle is in me. Listen, go to Luke chapter 9 real quick. This this pencil, you're about to kill me, Tim. Luke chapter 9. Here is a very... Deny, deny, deny. Here's how we stay on target. Deny. Everybody say that word, deny. deny. How many of y'all ever denied something? <laughs> how many of your kids have ever denied something? <laughs> Wives, how many times has your husbands denied something? <laughs> Amen? Deny. Look what he says. Then he said to them, All, if, anyone... This is Jesus speaking now. Desires to come after me. Here it is. Let him deny himself. There's the whole key of staying on target. Man, I could preach this for three hours right here. Deny yourself. I've got to deny George to be bigger in Jesus Christ. Amen? 
I've got to deny George. I've got to deny self. If I want to stay on target and go where... If this church wants to stay on target, we've got to deny self, 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 self. Self. Because we, we serve in a generation today that knows nothing about self, but please me, self. And if you don't please me, I'll go somewhere else. Boy, listen how quiet it gets. Y'all wait till y'all get into this I'm a member study. You'll really be quiet then. We live in a society that wants to take, take, take. I got three amens. Let's walk over here. We're, we're consumers. That's why it looks so good when we see buy one, get one free. Boy, we perk up. That excites us. Buy two, get three free. Oh. Man, we just, oh, we got to go there. We got to buy this. It's, it's all the same money and prize. You ain't gaining much. Amen? But we're into that. We want to get what we can get. And Jesus, I'm telling you what, a lot of people today in today's church in 2014 could not stand Christ's altar call. Because you watch on TV in different churches today, preachers stand up and give altar calls and say, come to Jesus and you'll be rich. Come to Jesus and you'll have peace forevermore. You'll never have no more trials. All of this worldly stuff, you will be perfect when you come to Jesus. Amen? I mean, it's like they're giving some away with Jesus. And they are, but if Jesus was standing there, here's what He would say. Everyone, come unto Me and die. Pick up your cross and die. Pick up your cross and kill Me. Kill I. Kill you. If you're ever going to be used for the glory of God, if this church is ever going to be used for the glory of God in a bigger, manifestive way, we're going to have to be denying some stuff in our lives. If you're going to be bigger for Jesus Christ, I'm going to be bigger. Listen, we have fallouts with everybody. Amen? Amen. How many of you have ever had a fallout out with somebody? Boy, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. That makes me want to preach now. But we'll blame things on other people. We'll have fallings out. We don't like this. We don't like this. And we just blame, blame, blame. And the whole time, we need to look in the mirror and say, It's you, sucker. You are the problem, not them. But we have a hard time denying self. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll blame everybody else for it. i look in the mirror and say, It's my fault. And you bunch of little... Holier than thou, people, you're looking in the same mirror doing the same thing. It's hard to look in the mirror and say, you're wrong. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and told yourself you was wrong? But without your wife looking over your shoulder? <laughs> Amen? But I'm usually the last one to discover that i got a bad attitude or the wrong kind of thinking, the wrong this, the wrong that. I have a hard time denying me. And that's, if we're ever going to get on target, Paul was saying, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Not I, but Christ lives in me. We deny. And then we get on the 
deal of denying. Then we want to make contracts with every negative thing out there and it controls our life and we never get back on target. There's some people that things happen to them in their childhood, they never forgive, never give over, and they, they make a contract with that pain and suffering and they come into agreement with it and hug it and love it and they think they'll never be no different. They walk around all the time with a pity party because what happened to them 40 years ago, their mom and dad did this, the deacon did this to me in the church, they just run us off, I'll never go to church again because of that. Have you heard it? I could bring tons of people in, Christian folk, that people have done stuff to them and hurt them, and 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 it's like we come into agreement or, or a contract with and just hug and love on it. Well, I can't never do that because this is the way I am. I was abused as a child. My mom and dad were alcoholics. They were on drugs. I'm not good at math in school, so I can never be this or do that. Listen, the only person that's telling you you can't do this and do that, it's not the Spirit of God. It's from Satan himself because you won't deny it. Sometimes we got to deny our stinking thinking. There comes time when you say, got to say, Satan, I deny this in the name of Jesus. I know who I am. I was crucified with Christ. It's not the old eye you're coming to no more. It's the new eye. I don't live, but Christ lives in me now. Flee from me, Satan. But if we're not on target and we're not denying self, then condemnation comes in. Amen? And when condemnation comes in, you feel bad, you feel guilty. And that's what Paul was saying. The law would condemn you and make you guilty, but the grace of God will lift you up. When you start denying all that junk in your life, and this is why we need to do this in this church, and this is why altars are important. If we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, you're going to have to drag your stuff to the altar and deny it. Amen. If we're ever going to be the church that God wants us to be, we cannot be afraid to deny Listen, there's churches out there, a dime a dozen, they'll come in dressed up nice this morning, singing songs, say, wave their hands, say a prayer, give me a good sermon, and they feel good about themselves when they leave the church. They may feel good, but they didn't deny nothing. And so they go out being the same old person they always was, and nothing never changes on the inside. Until we deny something, God cannot come in and change us for the better. So we got you, you got to stop blaming everything on everybody. I, I'll get in town in a conversation, run into Walmart with somebody, invite them to church, and sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I don't know, brother George, it's tough. I'll try to come. It's just hard for me. I, I can't hardly get over what happened in the last sixteen churches I was in. I'm having a hard time with it. I I don't know people today. You you just can't find a good church, and I want to just hold up a mirror and say, "Deny." <laughs> You'll bust hell wide open until you deny. You'll let denial send you. People that don't deny will send them straight to hell. That's why people don't get saved. There's people that's going to be in hell one day that never accepted Christ. Because they kept... I don't need that right now. I will later. I got plenty of time to live. That stuff that preacher's talking about in hell and heaven. I got news for you, folks. It's coming soon. 
Imagine where we're going to be in six, eight, ten years as a nation if Christ don't come back before then. See, when all it takes is one tragedy in America and people will fall on their knees and deny. Remember 9 11? Soon as not, well, we had, boy, we had deniers everywhere. We had deniers in the White House. Well, as soon as 9-11 hit, they was having they 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 might have been they might have been lobbying against prayer in there, but boy, when when tragedy happens, they're all saying, Come to the White House floors, let's pray unto our Heavenly Father that He'll have to keep his hand on us and be a shelter in our storm. They start denying stuff and God's presence shows up. Until we deny stuff in our life, God's presence won't come in and fill you and surround you. People say, I don't know why I don't feel God. I'm just having a hard time feeling God, Brother George. I open His Word up and I don't get nothing out of it. When's the last time you denied yourself? And I learned this a long time ago. People that talk about me and say stuff, they're not going to keep me off target. Amen? Amen? People that say stuff and do stuff and, 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 and try to say mean stuff and negative stuff and... That's not going to keep you off of God's target. What's going to keep you... The Bible didn't say, come after me and pick up your cross and deny Billy or deny your boss or deny your ex-husband. It said deny self. That's the only... Self is the only person that's going to keep you off a target from God today. Self! Not people. Are y'all getting this? Because we're very good at blaming others. At least I am. I was down there with Randy a while ago, down there in the gym. Somebody brought a little game in down there in the gymnasium, down there in the gym. It's a little basketball deal. And it's got two basketball goals, and it's got, it's got three balls. You throw them up there as fast as you can to make it, and they roll back down to you. I started off real good, man. They caught the preacher was MJ. I mean, no. MJ's done retired. We got to go to uh, LeBron now. Well, they thought, man, they thought, man, this LeBron preacher is coming out of a shell. I grabbed that basketball, choo, 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 and I mean, I until Reagan stuck her hand in my way. She reached in to get a ball and do something, and I grabbed a piece of that. And I, I, I mean, I had a flow going. I mean, you should have seen it, Wade. Reagan comes in to give me a little help. And I go, oh, and I started missing. I said, look what you did, Reagan. What you made me do? Right then, I blamed it on somebody else. It wasn't her that made. It was me. And this is how we've turned our walk with Christ in. If we want to experience more of God's anointing and His power in our lives. Quit blaming other people. And take responsibility and say, I am crucified with Christ. Not you, not my church. I am crucified today with Jesus. I'm the one that's crucified with Him. Christ is the one that lives inside of me. It's not me no more. The reason I can love, and I love when people say, well, so-and-so didn't used to be like that. Thank God. That, we ought to hear more than that. That's the greatest compliment anybody could give up the eye before the cross. And then they look at the eye after the cross and they say, wow, 
Man, this guy is really being used by God. He didn't. Man, I remember he used to drink, party, run around, do this. I mean, he he was terrible. His mouth was filthy. He did this and just man, he would just his whole his whole attitude. If, and it does when you don't crucify yourself, it messes up your whole walk. Just not on Sundays. It messes up your whole demeanor and how you carry yourself. And I love it when people look at somebody and they say, wow, man, back then I remember the person then, but the person I see now, my goodness, his attitude has changed. He's different. He loves, he used to be a grouch. The Grinch, I mean, amen? God's very good at taking Grinches and turning them into greatness, amen? And there's so many people out there that are bitter. Bitter. And God says, I want to make you better. Come and come through the cross and experience resurrection ground. And that's what I love about the missionary. There's a Methodist missionary. And here's the, here's the whole key. Paul said, I die daily. We have to deny self more than once. Everyone in here denied self when you come to Christ. Amen. How many of y'all believe that? Raise your hand. When you came to Christ and asked Him in your heart, you denied self at that moment. Self was out of the picture. He was no good. He was a sinner. And He needed someone to come in and save Him by the grace, which was Jesus Christ. You put all your faith in Jesus. You couldn't do it. You denied self. But Paul said, you know what? To stay on target, to some extent of that every day, we got to deny self. And it may not be nothing that nobody else knows about but you and the Lord, but you've got to deny it. Because a lot of us will think stuff, but we won't never say stuff. How many times have you ever thought something bad about somebody, but you just didn't really, it didn't come out in words? Do you know that still stays locked up in your mind? And bitterness still takes a hold of your life? Well, I didn't say it to them. You didn't have to, but you thought it. And boy, thoughts are powerful. Thoughts are powerful. That's what I love about Jesus. You've got to make a decision way before you get to that denying stage. You've got, you, you got, you got to make a decision. Jesus, when He went to that cross, He didn't say, okay, I'm ready, let's go. I come here, this is my purpose. Crucify me for the sins of the world. He went to the garden with the disciples and fell down. It says that, the Bible says that he prayed and sweat dripped off like blood drops. He said, Father, I know I was meant, this is my destiny. This is why I come down and took flesh. This is why I come to this earth. But Lord, if there's any other way right now, if there's any way out, Lord, let me know about it. If not, let your will be done. He said, not I, Lord. But Lord, let your will be done. He made it a sin. Listen, really and truly, Christ was dead before he ever went to the cross, spiritually. He done died to his self and give his self and denied self and let God put his hands in the hand of a living God. And I love this story. There's a, there's a Methodist preacher in the early 1800s that spent 18 years in the Fiji Islands. His name was James Calvert. James Calvert was a missionary to the Fiji Islands. But the first time he was going to the Fiji Islands, the islands were full of savages and cannibals. And, 
And he had his crew of missionaries, his wife and some other helpers going with him. They were going to go and, and spread the gospel to, to these savages. And everybody knew how bad this island was. And the captain, the whole time, before they got up to the Fiji Island, says, Brother James, he said, listen. He said, do you know what you're walking into? Do you know there's savages? They're going to kill you. You're going to die over there. And he looked at him right there. He looked at the ship at the shipmaster and he said, we died before we ever came here. Here's how we stay on target. God's got something for some of y'all in here. Great things. God's done called. He's done pricked your heart. He's done put a, a vision or something in your heart to do it. But you've let bitterness, you've let other things keep you away. But if we're going to be, listen, if we're truly going to be used to God, and that's for individuals and this church body, when God puts that on your heart, whatever it is, and I know if you come to Pleasant Hill, God's going to put it on your heart. His Spirit is too. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. His Spirit is strong in this place. His Spirit is changing lives in this place. I can brag on God. Because it's all about Him. You will either come to this church and be convicted of your salvation. You will be convicted to be involved in this church. You will be convicted to get plugged in and build relationships. You will be convicted to find your gift and use it for the glory of God. And, and I got news for you. Visitors, you might be convicted to come back again besides today. Because the only way God's presence gets stronger in this place is we got to die before we ever get here on Sundays. That's what I keep trying to preach to this church. You want God to really manifest Himself? We've got to die before we get here. You say, Brother George, I don't understand that. Jesus Christ said, Not your will be done. Not my will, Lord, but yours. He died right there to self. And He was able to walk and have the power to die on the cross for each every one of us. Every person in this Bible that was used greatly of God had to die at some point. Spiritually. Before they could walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and accomplish what God had for them to do. See how important it is? We don't do this with our own human strength all the time. Amen? Boy, that guy's talented. That guy can do this. Man, that guy... Listen, I don't, I don't put one ounce of my preaching in the strength and the knowledge of George Vincent. If I did, we'd all be up a creek without a paddle. Amen? I don't put the strength into George and say, man, George. It amazes me sometimes before I preach a sermon, I, I got to die. And there's a lot of preachers that can't die before they preach. Because when I die, I give my whole heart when I preach. Amen. And I have visitors come in here and some of them will say, Wow, man, that guy there, I don't... I died, man. When I die, I could care less what people think about me. Whether they like the sermon, didn't like the sermon, or they like me, or... Man, all I know is I'm dead, man. When I get up here, I'm dead. I'm pretty dead when I leave too, amen? Turn. But that's what I'm saying today. Before God can use you, and God's probably been pressing on a lot of people's hearts in here, 
you've got to die before you get to this altar. But let me put it on the other hand. If you're having a hard time dying to self and denying self and you're on the blame game, drag that junk to the altar this morning. And when you deny self, you'll finally get up and know what it means to be on resurrection ground. A lot of us come to the altars and we make it to the foot of the cross and we pray and we get up and leave and we say, nothing changed. It's because we didn't deny nothing while we was here. All we did was tell Him what was wrong. There's a difference in telling Jesus what's wrong and denying it. But when we deny, you get up and you say, wow, you finally experienced the power of His resurrection because when the devil comes back in next week, you got power to overcome it. Because it's not you that lives, but Christ lives in you. Amen. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, love You this morning. Lord, be powerful in our lives, Lord, through the crucified Christ. Lord, help us to deny ourselves today. Lord, if there's someone here that needs to make a decision, and Lord, that's why we're here, is we've got to pray. And Lord, we ask You that You'll always move in our services and move upon people's hearts. Because Lord, we all go through this thing in life and we all are in a battle against the flesh. And our spirits battle flesh every day. But Lord, help us to deny ourselves. You can, you can become stronger and resurrect these things in our lives that we can walk in newness with You every day. Lord, it changes our attitude. It changes our joy. It changes our outlook on people and life when we deny self. Lord, show this church what it means to be crucified with Christ. Lord, every Sunday before we come here and every meeting we have, whether it's Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Lord, we've got to deny stuff. We cannot come into this building, Lord, and just have our head full of the world and ready to get out and let's just go worship and get gone. But Lord, we've got to make a decision to die on Saturday nights. Lord, that You'll show up in this place and be real and show up as a, in our body, our church body as a whole. But Lord, right now, You want to come down to each individual heart because that's what You're looking at. You're looking at hearts that are ready to be crucified this morning. That wants to deny some stuff in their lives so they can feel the presence of God and You can be real to them. Lord, be real to this church. That's, that's my prayer. Always, Jesus, be real in this church. We'll give you all the praise for what you do here today in Jesus' name. And all God's people saying, Amen. Amen. Come this morning. I love this song. Are you thirsty? He's here for all the ones that are thirsty. Jesus will manifest Himself. Is your soul thirsty for Him this morning? Where you're at. To all who are thirsty. Is there some things in your heart you need to deny this morning? All who are